Biogeometry introduces a new worldview for the architecture of the future, where the emphasis is on the health and well-being of the occupants, as well as a beneficent effect on the environment. A big welcome to all our guests and listeners. I'm your host, Abhay Wadwa. You're listening to the AWA Agora podcast, a podcast dedicated to facilitating thought leadership and innovation in the design and research world. In our episode today, I am thrilled to invite Dorea Kareem to speak with us about biogeometry. Biogeometry uses specially designed shapes, color, sound, motion, and wave configuration to induce harmony into biological, subtle energy systems. It is a new field of science and a design language that deals with the energy of shapes and how shapes can be used to enhance the quality of life. Yeah, tell us a little bit about your company, about how you started, about Ibrahim Karim and um, you know other aspects that you'd like to cover. So biogeometry um, is a science, it's a design language. So it, we deal with the energy of shapes and how we can use shapes to enhance quality of life. So the, when we look at uh, the word biogeometry, if we look at the roots of the word, uh, bio meaning life, geometry, earth measurement. And so by, basically biogeometry translates to the measurement of the life energy of the earth, including all life systems within it. So we really, uh, when I say including all life systems within it, we basically view the human being as being in constant energy exchange with the environment, being a product of the environment. So a big part of this is um, when we look at, when we look at the subtle energy body and we work with energy of shapes, just like we also work with the subtle energy of the human body. And we look at a lot of systems out there whether it's something like uh, chakra systems that many people here may be aware of, or something like acupuncture points, we see that all of these systems give us this idea that there's windows where the body is looking out, right? And we will use them, I mean, windows where, where we can look into these windows to find out what's going on inside the body. But we normally use them to look in, right? If you go to somebody, they'll tell you, oh, your chakra is blocked, so it means this and this and this, or this is what you should do. But really, we work with the premise that those windows are there because your body is looking out. Mm. And if we are able to develop these ideal environments for the body, then the body can thrive multidimensionally. So we're trying to also bring in this concept of being able to measure things like mm -hmm. emotional and mental energy. Because we talk about the psychology of the space. I mean, even of course, there's psychology related to lighting and your mood and circadian rhythms and how all of that affects the total health of the human being. Uh, this is um, the book, Back to a Future for Mankind. This is the first book. So who I am uh, is I'm actually, so I grew, I grew up with the founder of the science because I'm his daughter. So, um, the founder of the science, Dr. Kareem, is my father. So I grew up in this world. Um, it was, I also, so like Abhai said, managing director, I also teach biogeometry. So a big part of teaching biogeometry, and um, we, you know, when, when I graduated, I graduated with a background, I graduated with a degree in psychology. 
also a degree in design. So I ended up in advertising and working in advertising for a long time. Uh, I realized that there was this uh, educational pathway that most people took where it was. So this is what I need to learn kind of for my career. I'm developing, it's kind of what we say, all of these left brain thinking. And then once we pass these milestones that we're supposed to have as adults, we start saying, well, let's try to understand the bigger picture and where we fit in. And then, so most of the time I found myself at work talking more about biogeometry and um, in advertising, it was actually also very relevant because my brother uh, did his MBA uh, using biogeometry, his thesis was using biogeometry, and he showed that people were more attracted to ads with biogeometry shapes incorporated in them. No kidding. Oh. So it was always kind of this bridge where we found that we had a lot to share and offer in this growing up with our backgrounds, not just me, me and my siblings. Mm -hmm. And so I formally transitioned to working with my father. And so when we look here on the side, uh, the first book is Back to a Future for Mankind. So one of the cool things is just being a science of subtle energy. For a while, the book was ranked um, number five on Amazon for home improvement and design energy efficiency. Um, kind of makes me, the reason I'm smiling is because I think about the architect that kind of thinks this is some kind of book for lead or something when they see energy uh, efficiency and then they pick up and and they see this world of shapes and what their reaction is gonna be. Um, but very cool that we had it number five on um, Amazon for a long time in under this category. So biogeometry introduces a new worldview for the architecture of the future, where the emphasis is on the health and well-being of the occupants, as well as a beneficent effect on the environment. So besides excellence and innovation in design, it goes much further in providing a totally new environmentally healthy oriented way of life. But really here, uh, where do we come from in our design language? What are we trying to do? We are trying to work with this concept where we say balancing versus centering. So the energy that we work with, okay, when we talk about energy of shape, so assuming, you know, everybody here is following me that shapes have energy and a vibration that affects us. So do colors, so do sounds, I mean, there's a lot of interesting things happening right now, even that deals with, basically we look at all of our sensory experience, experiences as being in resonance and having a qualitative effect on us. So really in order for us to experience a shape, to see it, it is a vibration that has an effect on the brain. So we work on the complete multidimensional effects of that to produce these environments that are centering environments. So what do we mean um, by centering? And so this is really the birth of biogeometry. Looking at biogeometry, there's this whole serendipitous story where my father inherited all of these books that had to do with the science called uh, French redesthesia. Redesthesia, which translates to sensitivity to radiation. And it grouped energy effects into specific color qualities. So uh, I mentioned the chakras. Some people do that. They group the chakras into colors. Uh, those familiar with um, TCM, you're grouping energies into, rather than seven colors, you're grouping them into uh, two yin yang, right? 
I, so, hey, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I have to ask you though. Dr. Karim is uh, an architect, and I it's it's a very interesting story for me. So if you don't mind sharing, how he actually, uh, you know, being an architect, found or was uh, given gifted um, this knowledge. So maybe you can touch upon that as well as you as you speak. Yeah. So, I mean, as a as a background, so. My father was an architect, and at this point, it's worth it to mention a little bit of, about my grandfather. So my grandfather was the pioneer of modern architecture in the Middle East, and they did town planning. Um, the company, Al Armada, did town planning of a lot of European and Middle Eastern cities. So most of the major Arab capitals were the town planning was done uh, through Al Armada, my, my grandfather and father's uh, company. And in his later life, uh, my grandfather was especially drawn to uh, ancient Egypt and the esoteric aspects of ancient Egypt. Hmm. So my father was always um, uh, open to, I would say, this, this type of knowledge, but he never studied it formally. Hmm. At one point, he was some, um, a friend came and said that there was a renovation to be done of, the, of an ancient Egyptian museum of medicine. And that my father has to be the one to do it. And he was very insistent on this. And at the time, my father uh, wasn't, you know, it wasn't something that he could fit on his plate. Mm. And so he showed him uh, one of the tools. He showed him a pendulum. And that's just like a weight on a string. Um, and he showed him that this was something that they used in ancient Egypt to measure energy. And of course, when we talk about ancient Egypt, we have to mention the pyramids. And so there is already this concept. That's why I said there's already this concept, this cultural um, background of energy of shape and the effect of the pyramids. Yeah. Uh, he was very much, I mean, he was, he, he got his architecture degree in Eteha. So very much engineer, you know, doctor of science oriented. He was uh, open to the pendulum, but at that point, you know, mentioned that of course, he's open to it. He's not uh, close-minded towards it, but it's not a path that he has a background in specifically or one that he was going to pursue, especially because he had um, he was living in Europe. And in Europe, a lot of times they were using the pendulum for uh, basically dealing with the subconscious, not measuring shape energy right. as a more common uh, form. Anyway, so the guy um, uh, told him, listen, there's a science here. There's at one point, the, that school, French anesthesia, was called the School of Microvibrational Physics. And he told him, when you go to France, go to the Maison de la Redestésie and ask for these set of books. So he wasn't going to France, but after being told that, ended up being sent to France a few weeks later. Didn't go to Maison de la Redestésie when he landed there. Three days in, went there. And then this older woman, um, he went and asked for the books. They told him, we don't know these books. This older woman heard him speaking, said, are you the Egyptian? Oh, We've wow. been waiting for you for three days. So since he landed <laughs> and come down. And here is all of the work of the School of French Anesthesia. And we know that it's an Egyptian who's going to revive this science. Wow. And that was... The birth of biogeometry. It's amazing how things work. Huh? It gives yeah. me goosebumps every time. You, you know, I've heard it once, twice before, but I love the way the journey happened for Dr. Kareem. First, because he went to ETH. I mean, that's a great school. 
you know, and I mean, you come from a pedigree of great architects and planners, and he's got the scientific bent of mind, and he's going, I don't know about this, you know, walking around and doing all these shapes things. And then your life journey kind of just takes you there. He denies it for the first three days, then he's there, and rest is history, because I mean, clearly, um, for many of us, we know. Well, you you mentioned you know that most of the people are listening are architects and designers and i have to say the science would have only been born if this work was handed to an architect and designer because a part of it came from uh if you're given a science or a way to basically uh if you want to look at it most people would have developed biogeometry as a treatment system mm. having this knowledge but he didn't have the professional uh, license or not even didn't have it, but he, he didn't want to treat people. Mm -hmm. And this is, I think, where the architect's mind had to come out and find the solution for biogeometry because it was actually his background and his um, history in town planning that gave the birth to biogeometry because what he looked at is, okay, as an architect, if I'm, if we have this science and we understand, you know, let's fast forward to a science of shape hmm. and ways to measure energy. Well, what kind of energy am I looking for? Right. What do I want in my home? And then that's where the town planning came. And he looked at this concept of sacred power spots, the pyramids being one of them. Hmm. And these concepts, when he looked at ancient civilizations where you would find a temple, and then if you dug down below, you'd actually find the temple of a previous civilization. Or if you even come to Egypt and Luxor, there's a location where you have a temple, church, and mosque all trying to fit in one location. So he started to think, well, why this? You know, and what's this location that goes beyond belief? And when we go a little bit further, what's this location that animals gravitate to? What's this location that we experience healing from? Right. What's so special about these? And if I could recreate shapes if i could get a design language to help me create this energy at home then i can basically design these homes that are uh that make everybody happier healthier because i have an environment for the first time sacred power spots which what's uh, special about them is that people experience healing no matter uh no matter what's going on in their system so whether you have the same organ under functioning or over functioning they still go to these places and experience what we call a centering effect. So there's these places that we say go beyond balancing, go beyond treatment, mm. and there's no dosage effect. And that's the birth of biogeometry. Fantastic. Yeah. Compelling. So here, so if anybody goes to our um, YouTube channel, you'll notice in playlists, we have a bunch of English videos. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. And I'm sure there's so many of us who are wondering, okay, how did you do it? What did you do, et cetera, et cetera. But I was going to say that uh, for those of you who want to know more, uh, you know, her uh, website is biogeometry.com. And you also run coaching classes and um, courses, which is what you're so busy with now. Right? Well, we had to switch to online like the rest of the world. Right, right. So, for those of you interested, um, you know, all the information is on the biogeometry website and it's a lot of amazing uh, information on that as well as on YouTube. Um, uh, do you, uh, but they should just go to your website, right, for most of the information? 
there's the website, the YouTube, which like I said, has lots of nice lectures and videos. Fantastic, yeah, fantastic. And uh, uh, give to all. best regards to Dr. Kareem and your whole family who's involved in this, all lovely people. And uh, thank you again for spending time with us today. Oh, you're welcome. Further information on this podcast and this episode will be linked on the show notes. There you will also see the link to our YouTube channel for AWA Agora, where you can discover more about our other guests who are helping us and facilitating thought leadership in the fields of art, design, research, and technology. You can also find us on all your favorite social media channels. We would love for all of you to be a part of our community and we hope that you would join us, giving us your feedback and your love. In love and light, this is your host, Abhay Wadhwa. And till the next week, when we have our next episode, stay tuned. Thank you for listening.